two. What's up, guys? This is Brandon with Tea Time Reports. Thank you for tuning in once again. Um, I'm joined by Trevor today. Today we're going to be just going over a little bit of what the updates are with the recent news in the Chicago Bears world and what's going on with their new stadium development, where they're trying to have it at, where they're trying to relocate. If you don't know already, um, in recent years the Bears have been trying to rebuild their stadium, if not renovate, whether it's with Soldier Field or they're going to relocate to the recent bidder, the recent proposal has been Arlington Heights as of late. Um, I've never really known too much about Arlington Heights. Apparently, it is a very historic area. It has an old um, historic race course there that Churchill Downs used to own. Mm. And recently, I think as of last year, Chicago, the Chicago Bears team actually purchased this land for $197 million. Um, just to sort of take that next first sure step, like, all right, the Bears are going to be building their next stadium on yeah. this plot of land. And Soldier Field... Um, is sort of coming to its end, although it is probably one of the most known, historic, um, venerable stadiums in the league. Yeah. It's been around for, I think it is the longest tenured stadium in the, in the NFL. It's definitely one of the oldest. It has a lot of history, has a lot of moments, very outdated, very old though. Um, it does hold a place in my heart. I, I would hate to see the Bears leave there. Ideally, I would like them to sort of find a way to renovate and stay there. Uh, but we'll sort of touch on it. This The city of Chicago isn't really looking the best right now as far as economic-wise, crime rate, and just sort of government-wise there. And the Bears have sort of took that into account, which we'll touch on. Um, but yeah, we're also just going to go into a little debate on some linebacker conversation. There's been a lot of uh, talk lately, and the Bears have been in the center of it um, with linebackers. Obviously, we lost Roquan Smith, traded him off to Baltimore last season. Um we brought in TJ Edwards, Tremaine Edmonds, two of the top linebackers on the free agent market this offseason. Um, sort of just going to who we feel is a better linebacker duo, yeah. um, why, and sort of whatnot. Um, but first, Trevor, I wanted to sort of get your thoughts on... So just to give you an idea, that, like I said, the Bears are... They purchased this land already for $197 million. The plan is, I, I believe it's like somewhere in the ballpark of like a $5 billion dollar construction plan to sort of just wow. build a hub of entertainment in Arlington Heights. Um, so that's, that's, they're building like a city center or something like along the, yes, the they, they want to have bars, clubs, music venues. They want to host Super Bowls there, Final Fours, concerts. They want it to be a hub of entertainment. Well, and, I'm not going to lie. I think it's going to go through. I think mm. there's going to be pushback with any relocation or anything because it doesn't look good for the city of Chicago itself. Mm. Um, they're going to obviously still be the Chicago Bears, but I feel like the reason why they're getting pushback from legislation or the government um, is obviously because they want to keep the team in the city. They get a mm -hmm. lot of money from it in, in general. So, I mean, just the tax implications as well is obviously a conversation, but it shouldn't be taking you know this long. But at, at the same time, you said they already broke ground. They've already done some things, so I, I think that you know if it doesn't succeed, it'll just become a massive complex. Yes, still, and because I, it's a real estate investment for the owner that might just warrant a mm -hmm. renovation to the new to, to the stadium currently. But I think it's it's not a good sign they're going through trouble right now. But yeah. I think it's not you know the first time this has happened. And I'll pull it up. So pretty much what's going on right now is just a dispute between the Bears franchise in the city of Arlington Heights on just sort of agreeing on the valuation of that land. Um, like I said, it was purchased, I, I believe I'm getting this right, it was purchased for 
170 or 197 million. I know that's accurate, but I believe the city is valuing the land for like 52 million due to some of the demolition the Bears have already done and just what they I don't know how they would have bought it for that and the city values it. Maybe they bought it from like independent buyer. Well, that's what I'm thinking. They may be they may be in a little bit of a, a scruffle if they bought it independently and they overpaid just to be able to get the land. Yep. And that's actually a crime. And the biggest thing is that there's just the property taxes. They, the Bears want to make sure they're sort of getting at, getting out of this deal with the fair end of the stick and not getting yes. short end of the stick with it. They want to make sure they're getting compensated properly with the property taxes and sort of how it's going to increase the economy there and how it's going to bring in more business and more opportunity for jobs and whatever it might be. Um, but with that being said, it was Monday that Kevin Warren, the CEO and president of the Chicago Bears, addressed the city and the community of Arlington Heights, and this is when it was sort of announced that they've come to this stalemate. And since that's happened, there's been more proposals from other cities around Chicago, and even Chicago itself has sort of tried to get back into the mix as far as keeping the Bears there. I'll touch on them first because the new mayor, Brandon Johnson, has met with the team, and... People are starting to believe that the deal probably won't happen to keep the Bears in Chicago unless the city decides to sell the team, the land, and the stadium, um, which I really don't see happening. I wish the team or I wish the city would sell the land to the Bears and the stadium, so that way the Bears could sort of renovate and do what they please with it and keep them in Chicago. Because yeah. that is sort of I what I believe is the goal or like the best case scenario for the Bears organization. And, and the fans. Yes, I mean, 100%. I mean, it's, it'd be terrible for them to just have to relocate in general. 100%. If there's too much turmoil here, mm. um, and mean, there could be maybe some big news there. The team did drop a statement after, a joint statement after the meeting with the Mayor Johnson. Today, I'll go, this is quote, Today we met and discussed our shared values and commitment to the city of Chicago, the importance of deep roots, and the need for equitable community investment throughout the city. We are both committed to the idea that the city and its major civic institutions must grow and evolve to meet the needs of the future. We look forward to continuing the dialogue around these shared values, unquote. So, I mean, to me, that's pretty much saying that, or the Bears are pretty much coming out and saying that the city needs to get the shit together for us to even consider staying here, even yeah. though we really want to. I mean, I mean, we all know what, yeah. we all can read the headlines. Whether it's the crime or... I mean, mainly just crime. It is. And there's what else is going on there. It, it is really bad. It's a shame. Especially a, a city like Chicago and what you should potentially have with a new renovated stadium for yeah. a team like the Bears. And who knows? We talked about it before that with the trajectory that they might be on. They might be a successful team again in the next few years. And there's, I feel like, all bias aside, the Bears are one of those teams or just in the sport where when that team's doing good, the sport overall is just better. You know? Yeah, no, I can agree with that because the Bears are a historic franchise. It's a historic city, and there's so many kids in Chicago and so many people in Chicago that love the Bears and love just being able to go watch them play. And they have exciting, flashy talent now. Yeah, and it's they really do. To see off the field garbage like this um, going potentially on. affect what could happen. On Though the field. I I do feel confident in Kevin Warren and who we have at the helm, being our CEO and president. Former Big Ten commissioner just came in this past year and his just. Everything starts from the top bottom when it comes to organizations, workplaces, whatever it might be, and culture, and it's changed ever since he's come. Whether it's from him, Ryan Poles, uh, Matt Eberflus, it's just consistent throughout. But like you said earlier, it would just be a colossal failure for not only the Bears, but the city of Arlington Heights if this were to fall through. 
I mean, um, they've it, already shut out nearly 200 million into this area, and it would just be hard to recoup that same value, reflipping that. And they've already, like I said, demolished some buildings. And if the city just keeps playing hardball and it ends up pushing the Bears out, that's a chance for them to miss out on a potential opportunity to raise their profile as a city, raise tourism, raise opportunity, raise the economy there for that city at least, you know? Because I don't know anyone that's saying I'm moving to Chicago. Yeah. You know? So you need to have a draw. Mm-hmm. And you need to have you know, some kind of positive energy. You know, football and these athletes care about their communities and they're, you know, obviously you know, kind of forced sometimes to go out and do community work, but it's a good thing to have. Like mm-hmm. these are good personal heroes for these like young kids, the youth to to be able to look up to and be inspired by and anytime a team loses anytime a city loses a team, especially on the, one of the biggest stages in the NFL, it's definitely it's it's tough, but especially a city like Chicago because yeah. it's been in the league. It's they've been there for fucking ever. It would just oldest be, franchise it, since nineteen nineteen. It would literally be like kind of the end of an era for the NFL in a weird way because like it's one of those like foundational teams with a foundational fan base. So you just gotta yeah. hope that a deal comes to an end here and, and they get their shit together. Like I think says. I think honestly, like I said, I'm confident in the Bears organization to make the right choice. It's just a matter of the potential suitors and them giving us the deal that we feel is the most fair. Yes. Um, and according to Kevin Warren, right now, there just hasn't been a lot of communication between them and the city and that's something that you never want to well, see in this type of that's situation. Scary. That's scary to me because if you're not, like this is an NFL team. Do you know how much money each NFL team probably like? Even the poverty clubs, mm-hmm. like they generate so much money for each city, each state in general, and it's just something that you don't want to like. The fact that they're lacking communication, that's scary. Yep. That's confirmed. That's, com- that's this, confirmed. This report. was quoted from that Monday press conference from Kevin Warren. We've had a stalemate and lack of communication, and it's a little more convoluted at this point in time than I thought it would be. If we're not communicating, which we haven't been. There's not going to be much progress made, unquote. I, I mean, mean there's he's not going to be any progress. Yeah, made. and he's just being straight up with it. And this is to the city of Arlington Heights, too. And and like you said, they've already dumped so much money into this project, into mm-hmm. this potential move there, and it's not even a really big move. Um, it, it, it's still the Chicago Bears. Yep. It's still who that state, who that city is, and they just need uh, updated facilities. They really do. They really do. And. If they need to move to complete that, then they should be able to. And because it's honestly a privilege to have an NFL team in yeah, your state. Yeah, it is. And it's not just some given out thing, you know? Like, you can't just throw that in the trash. Like, oh, you're you're bowing to us. No, this is the NFL. Like, this is a billion, trillion dollar industry. Like, this is... The king of sports <laughs> in America. You can't it fuck is. around with this. And shout out to uh, Eric Fisher from Front Office Sports. I did confirm my guesstimate from earlier. Um... The Arlington Heights, I guess, proposal, once everything is done, involved Dome Stadium, entertainment district capable of hosting major events such as the Super Bowl, Final Four, and so on, projected cost of $5 billion. It would have put not only Arlington on the map, but it would have expanded Chicago. And just and imagine Chicago's five years from now what the, like Justin Fields and this Bears team actually hits that ceiling and they're performing at that level when this is all done. Holy shit. When they can play on like a... Honestly, I know the whole conversation about the dome, and this is something we can probably touch on real quick. I they need a dome. Yeah, and I, like, I, I they need because and I agree. The practice facilities need to be able to like you need to be able to train these guys and not be able yes. to 
And it, and it sucks because you you do lose the home field advantage element of it. And Buffalo Bills fans and the team have been saying the same thing with what's the what's going on there and their new stadium talks. But I agree. I think I would like a retractable dome so that way it's not, at least not always domed. I just I'm not a big fan of dome, like every game being domed. You know, I just I like being outside. I like having that fresh air. Being like I don't know, just something different to it. You I, know? I don't. I genuinely agree with everything you just said, but it's just to the point where like these guys are yeah. becoming half a billion dollar men. I mean, like look at Patrick Mahomes. You know what I'm saying? Like. I get the aspect of home field advantage, and you know what? Maybe these domes are capable of opening windows, allowing the gusts mm. to come through. Allowing I think. Some snow. I think that. I mean, maybe you see it. Is it SoFi or Legion? I think, but there's actual archways that open up into Legion the stadium. Legion is the Vikings, correct? Uh, the Vegas Raiders. Okay, I believe that is one that's able to do that, but I know the Vikings can do that. Yeah, I think. that's. Um, is it U.S. Bank? I don't know. I don't like I think it actually got rebranded recently. It did, actually. Yeah, you're right. So, like, yeah, I'm not familiar. Anyways. It's probably just some fucking weird-ass name. Though. We both hate the Vikings, anyway. So I fuck hate them. the fucking Vikings, fuck bro. But, Kirk Cousins is mid. Yes. Very good <laughs> mid. Very good mid. But I think, if I'm understanding this correctly, I th- if this is true, this is just insane, but from what is being said here, I think what the main dispute is the property tax from what the city is proposing to the Bears is only two point eight million from what the Bears purchase it as calculated into sixteen point two. So I mean they're if I'm understanding that right, they're kinda of shorting us out on thirteen million extra dollars in property taxes. Which adds up it for does. anyone. It does. I mean for anyone. And, and we have an attempted visitor there. Shout out to <laughs> uh, I think that was Kobo, one of the great Danes around the property. Trying to investigate, see what's up. But uh, sorry to interrupt you there, Brandon. Well, Fuck you, Kobo, for you know interrupting, but <laughs> continue. Sorry. You know, and um, I'll I'll go into the sort of some of those other cities that have proposed um, to the Chicago Bears organization. One of them, honestly, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, Wakagan, Wakagan. I'll sort of have you take a chance at that. Yeah, I'm gonna say Wakagan. Wakagan. Yeah. I'm sorry to any Illinois people or Wakagan natives that um were majorly butchering this for. Um, but apparently their their biggest pull is they're close to the Great Lakes. They're close to that northern Chicago area. A lot of the players live closer to this area. It's close to House Hall, which is the Bears facility. Um, mm-hmm. and it's close to Lake Forest, which is where the Bears practice. Um, so that would be their biggest draw. But at the end of the day, that's as not to sort of say fuck the players, but I don't think a decision like this is going to be made based off the Bears players like no. living situation and their comfort. Um, no, so as mean as that sounds. Um, the other one that just came in earlier this week is Aurora. This is the second biggest city in Illinois. Um, and they made their case pretty much just flaunting that to the Bears. Um, the City of Lights, we have so much opportunity that we can let you guys sort of do whatever you want in here. And they have a history of working together with businesses on big developments. They had a $360 million deal with Penn Entertainment to relocate the Hollywood Casino into the city of Aurora. Oh, wow. So. That shows sort of just some promise on the negotiating side of things, you know. I don't yeah, know too much side. about that deal or anything, but from what I know, Aurora is just a very vibrant, bright light type of city. Like I said, second largest city in the state. And with the sort of upside and potential that this Bears team have with the playmakers and the personalities, I mean, I feel like that'd be a really good fit. It would so be. that would definitely, definitely be my city of choice if, for whatever reason... Um, this Arlington Heights deal goes through. The last one is Naperville, Illinois. It's a southwest suburb. They were the first ones to sort of jump at the chance to get the Bears away from um, Arlington Heights. I don't really know what 
the big draw is for them. There's apparently several sites that they have in the city that they're offering to Kevin Warren and the Bears, but they haven't sort of dialed in on one to sort of make this feel comfortable enough. But Kevin Warren has met with the mayor, but nothing's sort of really come for it. Right now, my guess is the Arlington Heights will end up sort of going through. If not, it's going to be the city of Aurora. But, I mean, at that point, it's just pretty much back to square run, you know, yeah. and just negotiating. So, like I said, general consensus is that it would pretty much just be a colossal fuck-up for both sides if this doesn't go through. For every side. But, I mean, just, just imagine to be, like, just imagine being what can possibly be, I guess, for lack of better terms, in Arlington Heights, bringing the Bears in there and what that can do. If they actually do want to bring in Final Four Super Bowls, you know, it would be huge. Diving into this actually did introduce me to a side that I never really would have thought of and just relocating teams and stadiums in general is just the actual like day-to-day civilians in those cities, like the small businesses and everything like that. Um, there's just one article from the Daily Herald. Um, Christopher Plasek? I don't even know. Sounds Russian. Um, <laughs> apparently, there's just one small local business owner that attended that press conference. Um, that Kevin Warren had in Arlington Heights, and he pretty much was just saying, like, I don't think we should all be cheerleading for something that should be, or that could turn out to be a horrible idea. I think we should look at it in a different way, blah, blah, blah. I'm not worried about the Sundays in October where we know we're going to have business from these Bears games. I'm worried about the Tuesdays in March that are our day-to-day customers that come in and out, and we're going to sort of be losing those because they're going to be drawn to all these other things that are coming to this entertainment district and this hub, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it just it just gives you a different perspective to look at. and The impact of sports goes way deeper than... Yeah, it really does, thing. which makes you appreciate it more, you know? Um, and he, he went on to quote, that is, are there enough people in the area to, to support a new business district around the stadium and around downtown Arlington Heights when it's just a night when it's regular business? Because we all have to survive those nights. I'm totally unconvinced that there's enough people in our area to support all these new businesses that we will have. So, I mean, that's just something you have to think about, you know. But with that being said, real estate's just going to grow, you know. They're hoping for a big move there. Yeah. They're hoping for an explosion in real estate. They're hoping and, for a lot of things on this deal. And that sort of group of investors that I was telling you about, I forget what they were called, but some of the people in there are real estate agents, you know, and yeah. realtors. So they, they probably have some of that same perspective on it. Um, so I think at the end of the day, this deal will go through. I just I just really hope it doesn't turn out to be one of those things that just ends up fucking up everything that is I mean, what the Bears have been, you know? 200 million bucks, I mean, that's going to be It's a big investment. And that's going to be a, a, a weight on the owner of the Bears' shoulders because he's going to have to handle making some kind of profit off of this land by turning it into massive real estate sectors yep. and probably commercial areas, but... It won't be anything like it was, you know, going to be planned to be. But he's going to have to at least try and make his money back. But that's going to be felt. I mean, they're not going to be making big acquisitions in free agency. They're going to have, well, honestly, I don't know. They probably have a very insane amount of money. But I feel like this will be a big hit. I feel yeah. like I feel like this will be a big hit to just the Bears in general. Maybe their fan base will take a, a little sour. You know, oh, they, these guys are trying to move, but now you know they're they're back here. But like, they definitely should have, you know, hopefully gotten some kind of blueprint down and you know broken ground on the actual mm-hmm. stadium like by now right like yeah at this so, point i didn't even know this i just stumbled upon this in 2021 the arlington park property and the race the former course race course 
was purchased for, or no, it was assessed for $33 million. Mm. And for, I don't know for what reason and what conclusion drew the Bears to purchasing it for $197 million. But, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, so I was right earlier. They're trying to raise the tax bill on the property tax for it from $2.8 million to $16.2 million. So a lot of people have sort of viewed them as being greedy for this. But I think the Bears are just trying to make sure that their asses are covered from this, you know, to make sure that they still get a fair return in their investment. Well, it's just that that doesn't make sense in itself. It was assessed for $33 million and they yeah, spent nearly I, $200 million. Maybe the buyer was related to who was going to be one of the foundational pieces of setting up this new area in Arlington to draw more people there. But... That's just a weird thing alone. This whole thing is kind of weird. It um, is. I, it's just a it question kind of, It came out of nowhere for me, too. I, I, to this day, I really still don't know why we're trying to relocate and get out of Soldier Field. Other than the I, I don't know if the city just isn't budging as far as renovation or what it is. But I don't know why you just don't try to relocate that. Like I said, I would relocate for a season to like a different stadium. And then I would ha- like do, take that time to renovate Soldier, Soldier Field. Like, literally, just get new, whatever you need. Just update it, renovate it, like, instead of going through this. But it's already kind of the, I mean, the weapon has been unholstered. They kind of already pulled the trigger on this thing with the purchase of that that racetrack. But let's just see if it goes anywhere. Hopefully it does because they they purchased it and now they're getting fucked with about it. So that's not really a good good sign. Um, Normally you see that confrontation before the deal, like, actually goes through. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's definitely, it's been a shaky, the whole situation's been shaky since the start, and, like I said, I'm still confident, but there's, it's just time keeps going, there's just been less and less for me to be confident about, but at the end of the day, I don't think it's really going to affect too much in the grand, grand scheme of things, it's still always going to be the Chicago Bears, I don't think they're ever going to leave the state of Illinois, or the general area of Chicago, Yeah, and they're never going to change. If they do, I might just kill myself or something along those lines. I mean, just stop watching NFL and switch over to USFL. Yeah, (laughs) and hopefully by then there's a Chicago team I can root for, so... Chicago Blitz. Um, But to sort of wrap that up, I think we covered that pretty well. I wanted to sort of just touch on this linebacker debate. So, pro football focus, I believe it was, they sort of put a post out there saying, who has the better linebacker duo now, the Chicago Bears or the Baltimore Ravens with uh, Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen? And on the Ravens, I like Patrick. Patrick Queen is good, and he had a really good rookie season. Seventy nine solo tackles, I think one hundred and eight combined, five and a half sacks, had a pick. What What's good about him? And I just want to just briefly touch on. He's still in the squad, correct? He didn't leave. Yeah. Okay. Thank God. He He was a rookie last year or yeah. the year prior. This This season was his rookie okay, season. This past Draft season. LSU. He is scary good. Like he's he has upside. Like he reminds me like. Not of, um, gosh, how am I drawing a blank on my guy here? Houston, uh, James Houston on the Lions because he's a little more lean and a little a little thinner, and I don't notice him as much in like the sack department, like mm. going for the quarterback. I didn't watch all the Chicago <laughs> games. One thing I noticed about him, he plays left outside linebacker, correct or right? Are we talking about Patrick Queen? Honestly, I'm not even sure because. I noticed that he's very, very solid in coverage. Like he's he's very good in the middle of the field. Yeah, he's him good and, vision. Him and Roquan Smith both. I feel like Patrick Queen's more of 
if if you're gonna pick one of the two on that Ravens defense, Roquan or Patrick Queen to Queen to rush the quarterback, you're gonna want Patrick Queen because one, he is a better rusher than Roquan, and two, Roquan's more of a sort of pass coverage linebacker, um, just holds down that middle of the field and just stops the run and just plays the pass. So he's the type of linebacker you want to put on your running back, your, your best running back, your best tight end. Um, then the Bears linebacker duo, we have Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards, both newly acquired. One, TJ Edwards coming from the Philadelphia Eagles, Tremaine Edmonds coming from the Buffalo Bills. Tremaine Edmonds' deal was a little bit of a reach, in my opinion. I think it was like four years, 21, 22 million. Which I think, honestly, what you're paying for with him, not only is he a physical freak, but he, like, you're paying for him to just, he's going to become a captain. And he, yes, and he wants to be known. He wants to leave a legacy. And he he even said he wanted to, the reason he wanted to leave Buffalo is because he wanted to come into a place where he was a part of the rebuild and, like, one of the leaders of it. Which is what he will be on this Bears defense. He will. And TJ Edwards coming off the best season of his career, rated I think in the top three as linebackers last year by wow. PFF. Um, probably one of the best bargains of a deal I've ever seen. Three years for twelve, or is it a three for twelve or four for twelve? Either way, I mean they're interchangeable. You're either getting them for three years, four million, or four years, three million. Either way, fucking steal of a deal. We're yeah. getting him for two and a half million less than Tremaine Edmonds, and he had miles of a better season than him, in my opinion. And if you still combine both their contracts, it's still less than a third of what we would have had to pay Roquan Quiff and Quiff. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm so sorry, Roquan. Roquan Smith and what Baltimore did pay him. They yes. paid him a hundred million dollars. They paid him a lot of money for a linebacker, man. And uh, TJ okay. Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds are getting a third of that. So, I just wanted to sort of ask you, who do you think is a better linebacker duo? And sort of why, and I'll, obviously I'll give my biased opinion as well. I mean, on paper, and this is mm-hmm. just on paper, it's going to be the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. And that's just because of Roquan. Like, obviously, I mean, the stretch is that contract. Dude, like, he, he is a monster with Patrick Queen. He's a young guy who's going to elevate his play. I mean, I, I talk about elevating people's play. If you're around success, or you're, if you're around one of those alphas, this guy didn't go out and get himself a $100 million contract. Independently, too. I don't think he had an agent. That's that's a dog. And, and you know, came from Georgia, too. And I always loved him, though. Sweared up and down by him when he was on the Bears. Best linebacker in the league next to Fred Warner. Him and Patrick Queen are disgusting next they to are. each other. They really are. But what I will give the Bears credit for is they did the best with what was available. Mm. And I'm not slighting Tremaine Edwins or uh, TJ Evans, correct? Edwards. Edwards, Edwards excuse yep. me. Um, at all. Because TJ Edwards, like you said, he's... A very solid, very, very solid linebacker who's on the upside. 300 tackles in the last two seasons. He's he's definitely seems like a workhorse type of guy. He seems like and my type of linebacker. He's from Illinois, too. He's a hometown guy. So that's good. They got a guy from, you know, in, in-house, in a sense. And that's that's good that he's showing upside to the point where he could actually me- might be Mike linebackers. And Tremaine Edmonds, he's played five years, hasn't had less than 102 tackles at any season in five and years. One thing I always loved about Tremaine Edmonds is he's really good in coverage. He actually he adds is. that element of just being able to five realize, interceptions. He's averaging a pick a year. And and he realizes, in my personal opinion, one of the good things that I saw out of Reuben Foster in the USFL this year, he, he may not have a lot of interceptions, but he causes a lot of interceptions. Mm. He he like he's able to force like dude, I saw him do it. He's so fast too, man. He's very so fast. explosive. And he's a great tackle machine, but against the Lions, he didn't pick off Jared, but he disrupted a lot of plays, mm. man. He's a very good player, and I think that 
you know, they're gonna they're gonna like that signing despite the contract. It. One came from the Bills, one came from the Eagles. Both winning teams, one was just in the Super Bowl, one's been on a winning team that's been in the AFC championship, been in the playoffs multiple times. They have that veteran leadership. They have that playoff experience. And neither of these guys are too old. No. Like they're, they're both in their prime of their I guess physical life, you know? You never know, dude. Tremaine Edmonds might warrant another contract like this with the Bears as an extension yeah, because which, he might play out his career here, and I, I think I would that love, would be pretty I, Him cool. and TJ Edwards, and that's what the Bears have been known for, whether it's Mike Singletary and the 85 Bears or Lance Braids and Brian Erlacher. They're known for that linebacker duo. Yeah. And Edwards and Edmonds have both sort of tra- uh, paid homage to that since they've come to the Bears and like paid respect to it and said they, they want to... They don't want to be like obviously them, or like they're not. They're never going to be. Their own. They're never going to be the next Brian or like or Lance Braves, but they want to be their own exactly. Yeah. And that's exactly what you want to see, especially coming from a team that's always been known from the defense. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. The, the the Bears, the Giants, and the Lions have very similar paths right mm-hmm. now. They're all on very symmetrical kind of journeys, more than people realize. So, like, I understand where you're coming from, and it's I'm glad that they got some veterancy in that mid-level of the defense mm-hmm. because that provides communication because that's your that's what the that's what a very good linebacker yeah. is able to do. And I yeah. see Tremaine Evans do that. He's communicating. He's yelling at his corners. He's always and active. They're going to be so bought in. Like I said, whether it's Tremaine Evans wanting to leave a legacy and be the face of a big rebuild for a historic franchise or TJ Edwards that is coming off the best season of his career is a yes. hometown kid. They're both going to be playing for a reason, no matter what it is, and that's going to be leading them to play their hearts out. And they're both going to be hand-in-hand just leading that defense. And another thing I did want to just add in to the mix here is you have a defensive-minded head coach who's yep. done a, a very good job and, at containing very high-powered offenses. Our defensive coordinator, Alan Williams. Um, so Matt Eberflus, like you said, defensive-minded. He was the defensive coordinator um, formerly uh, with the Colts before he came here. And Alan Williams was his linebacker coach with Indy as well. So mm-hmm. they both come from Indy. Everyone, every NFL know, fan knows. I mean, besides last year, the year before, Indy's been known for a stout defense the last couple of years with yeah. Bobby Okariki and... Uh, DeForest Buckner. DeForest Buckner. And I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on his name Stephon right now. Gil- Stephon Gilmore the, with him. The linebacker. Why can't I think of his name? Oh, Bobby Okariki. No, he, he no the other ones. The other one. Um, he's the best player on the defense. What the fuck? Why can't I think of his name? Um, and my phone's dead now. Goodness. He changed his name. Shaq. No. Shaq Leonard? Yes. No. Is it? Look it up real quick. Uh, this is, I got it. I'm not going to be able to continue until I get this. Because he changed his name because his name's different in Madden now. I noticed that. But he's been one of the best linebackers in the league as of the last couple of years. He's had injuries the last two seasons. Indianapolis Colts depth chart. Um, we have Quiddy Pay. We mm-hmm. have Shaquille Leonard. Yes, yes. Uh, Shaquille Leonard, that's okay. his name. Yeah, he's I, he's a name. He is. He's been one of the better linebackers in the last couple of years, and he was coached by Alan Williams, Matt Eberflus. So that just goes to show they have the track history of making the most out of these linebackers. That before they had them seasons, those breakout seasons, no one really knew who I didn't know who he was, and I'm a. I mean, I'm not the most in-depth NFL fan, but I'm a very avid NFL follower. I know my shit. Yeah. I didn't know who he was until he broke out, you know? Mm-hmm. So they have that track record, and I have no reason to not be optimistic for this linebacking duo. And honestly, I'll give my answer. If So what I'm going to I'm gonna take in everything into account, whether it's who I think is going to have the bigger impact for their team and their defense, who I think got the better like contract situation and everything. I think it is 
Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards, and the Bears. Like I said, mm. their two contract combined are less than a third of what Roquan's getting paid alone in Baltimore. Yeah, and, no, I, you're right, though. The money aspect of it is they're getting more potentially out of yeah, two guys and, for way less. And I believe that the impact and the role that those two are going to play for the Bears team and the Bears defense are going to be higher than what Roquan and Patrick Queen will be for the Ravens defense. I mean, what I mean by that is if you take, I feel like after the season's over, and if you take TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds off that Bears defense, they're going to be a lot worse than they are compared to if you go through the season and you take Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen off that defense, where they're going to be at. Yeah. If that makes sense. So they still have Kyle Hamilton, Marlon Humphrey, Kalias Campbell, their defensive line and secondary. Their defensive line and secondary are miles ahead of the Bears' defensive line and secondary. So if you take those all those pieces out and look at who's better overall, I think the Ravens are still better than the Bears even. So that's why I feel like it's a good that's a good equation. Yeah, I feel like the Bears duo will have more of an impact and will mean more. And like I said, touching on their stats, Tremaine Edmonds Five years hasn't had less than 102 tackles combined. Yeah, has six sacks. So I mean, a sack a year from a coverage linebacker and a run stopping linebacker, and he has a pick a year. He's averaging, so he fills. He sort of fills in that role of that uh, Patrick Queen type, or sort of not that role, but he sort of does what Patrick Queen does with that defense, mm-hmm. if not a little bit better. But do I think Patrick Queen might be better years from now? Yes, it's arguable. Know. It's arguable. But right now, I just feel like Patrick Queen needs to play more. I think Tremaine Edmonds is more of an established veteran. And TJ Edwards sort of does what Roquan did for us, you he know? He seems like he should be a Pro Bowl. 160 fucking tackles last year. That's insane. That's 160 tackles insane. in the NFL, followed by 130 the year before. That's like 10 tackles a game. Yeah. That's that, fucking... You don't really see that. You, you know? know? And <laughs> No one's talking about that guy. What? And the biggest, and they were talking about it throughout the playoffs last year. The unsung hero of that Eagles defense was most likely TJ Edwards because of his communication and how he was able to keep that defense in line and lead that defense. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, all the defense, or everyone on that defense, or everybody was talking about the pass rush of that defense, the defensive line, how they had four players with ten or more sacks. Yeah. Hassan Reddit, Javon Hargrave, Darius Slay in the secondary. Nobody really talked about TJ Edwards and his impact with the Eagles. And he was sort of that unsung hero because of his communication and how he was able to read plays from the, um, from the line of scrimmage and relay that to the rest of his teammates on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so yeah, overall, I feel like the Bears do sort of edge that duo as far as coming out with a better duo, just taking in things to duo account. Duo in general, yes. Yeah, just taking into account the contract, the impacts, and just overall what they're going to mean to their team. I agree with that, actually. You know, when you broke it down like that, I, I think you're right. They're going to get more of a bang for their buck, in a sense, out of the two players that they signed, again, for a third of the cash that Roquan is getting. But yeah, and it, it's still hard to argue that when Roquan, like I said, is... My opinion, the best linebacker in the league. He's up there, man, and he's on a great defense, especially with the Harbaugh coaching him, bro. Mm-hmm. That's just dangerous, bro. You know, but like you said, I feel like those two guys that you guys were able to acquire will fill those gaps accordingly, and maybe even a Pro Bowl selection out of one of them because mm. 160 tackles last year by T.J. Edwards. I mean, that needs to be talked about yeah. a little more, guys. I mean, that's just, I mean, it's combined, but still, still, it's still, it's still, still it still goes to the tackle tackle stat line. Which and that and that's that's something that you just like you said you don't see much so I think they'll definitely get you know a lot of upside added to their defense and hopefully even the depth guys will learn a thing or two so that you have good rotation pieces coming off the bench and then your just defense in general gets better from mm-hmm. the, from in and I think it's a smart recipe for success especially on the defensive side of the ball because the Lions are doing it the Bears are doing it now I mean mm-hmm. even in the free agency that's smart talent to acquire those are vets. 
Those are guys yeah. that have been playing on high-level teams for quite some time. A number time. of years. Yeah, so you you got to take that into account as well. Uh, I think they'll be playing very well together. I'm scared of that defense, so I'm scared of the Bears. It's the one team out of the Vikings and the Packers in that division I'm scared of as a Lions fan. So I, I'm just letting. I appreciate that the respect. It's not. It's not, not even, there hasn't been as that's much. That's not even that to needed. make you feel good. That's yeah, like. It's just being genuine. Yeah. They're, Justin Fields terrifies me, and you know, just the defense has always been stout. You know, that's the one thing about the team that you know you can admire. I know, you know, as of late, it's been it's been a struggle fest. But it, think about but it. It's over the last so much over the last six years. Think about how much time that defense has had on the field with the offenses that have been playing on the other side of it. Ever since we lost Jake Cutler, dude, we've had Matt Barkley, Mike Lennon, Mark Sanchez, Mitch Trubisky, Ryan Fitzmagic. They didn't even play like Josh McCown. Like, dude, our our offense, like our average time of possession, I said you not would be like fifteen minutes a game. Their I defense would, is only going to be able to hold up so much. Thinking about a week after week after week after week. 16 to 17 games now. That's like, crazy. It's, it can only do so much for you. So, I yes, I do shit on our defense the last couple of years, but at the same time, you got to take that out For at least going up field every yeah. week. And it, like you said, that's what we've been known for, and we're going to get back to our old ways, especially with Justin Fields at the helm. And even if it's knock on wood, worst comes to worst, I hope this never happens. Justin Fields doesn't work out. And we have to take someone like Caleb Williams, Drake May, shit, fucking wipe your tears and move on, pick your poison. We still, even if it's not one of them, we still People have. People are all, talking about Bo Nixon now. We I, still I mean, have all the pieces around it. We have the offensive line. We have the weapons now. So I honestly, deep down, I want it to be Fields no more than anyone else. But if it's anyone else, they're going to succeed, in my opinion, whether or not it's Fields. Which that should give any Bears, Chicago Bears fan out there, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. They do have a good head coach. I do like Eberflus. I really do. Yeah. I think he has a good mindset, good scheme. He just needs the appropriate pieces to be able to actually play this out on the field, especially in a tough conference. This yeah. is a gritty conference that we're talking it is. about. So it's just I mean, that's a whole other conversation. But um, anything else you wanted to touch? No, on? I think I think that touches on everything. I we, we had a good little combo on that. I agreed. Yeah. Um, so thank you for joining me, Trevor. I'm looking forward to a lot more talks like this because with us being Bears, Lions fans, we're gonna have yeah, yeah. a lot of discussion, especially. <laughs> Especially going into the season, throughout the season. How about so. this? Every time they meet this year, we're doing an episode yeah. dedicated to the we game. We have to, bro. That has to be like a Real. genuine thing. Yeah, we'll watch the game together. We'll come back, have an episode, talk our shit. Fuck yeah. Have a great time. Hell yeah. So, uh, yeah. Brewskies. <laughs> yep. So, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys for joining us, Trevor. Tune in to Tea Time Reports, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok to be soon as well. Um, we have a lot of Bears coverage, Lions coverage, Giants coverage as well. So, everything you need, we'll have it for you. Um... Yep, thank you guys again. We'll see you next time.